Hello, I'm Matthew Mitchell, crude freight reporter at Argus Media, and this is the Way to Freight podcast. Today I'm joined by Ivani Abishidse, Georgia's representative to the International Maritime Organization and deputy chair of its legal committee. Ivani, hello. Hello. I just wanted to get started by asking you to tell me a bit about the IMO's work and your work on the legal committee. First of all, thank you for your interest uh, towards the subject of that we that we identified uh, jointly with our colleagues from the from other media. But well, the IMO as an international organization is the UN body that is dealing mainly with the global maritime affairs, and I am uh, uh, representing uh, Georgia on various committees and subcommittees that IMO has as a represent as a representative of the member states. Sometimes heading the delegation, sometimes as a member of delegation. And also, uh, already for two years, I, I was selected, elected rather as a uh, vice chair of the uh, legal committee. So what we are mainly doing is to ensure that international legal framework is maintained uh, in the in the for the for the international maritime community uh, for the shipping worldwide, and uh, that the uh, legal and regulatory framework uh, mainly for the limitation of liability and all those issues that affect them. Uh, in this case, the registration of ships is a tier two. And uh, this is basically what we are doing uh, within the IMO Legal Committee. There are the other committees and subcommittees that are working there. But of course, I as, as I'm representing Georgia in the in the legal committee. Therefore, I can talk what Georgia obviously does for the uh, work of the legal committee and uh, what the, what are the priorities that we identify as a member state for the organization in general. Okay, great. Thanks. So you referenced there at the start the kind of issue we were discussing um, of yes. uh, it was 10 tankers that had achieved sort of fraudulent registration via companies in Georgia mm. that Argus covered this. I was mm. wondering if you could just talk us through that case a bit. Yes, well, we closely follow, of course, as a maritime regulator of Georgia, uh, what the development is around the globe and in, in the press, in the media. Uh, that involves uh, the name Georgia, and obviously during the considering the uh, the worldwide uh, application of and worldwide nature of shipping, it is most appropriate that uh, the maritime uh, administration of the country does so. So in this case, uh, we identified in the uh, when the media covered uh, in this case the Lloyd's list um, and you also the number of ships that were fraudulently using uh, their connection to uh, Georgia. And uh, this was the situation when uh, the tankers that have been identified to link to particular flag states, I don't want to simply name them here for, for political reasons, but were affiliated to, let's say, the substandard registries and the flags of conveniences have been using their fraudulent connection to Georgia to, to say that they've been maintaining their links to particular ships. Uh, or maintaining their technical management from Georgia uh, that they have incorporated in Georgia. And our investigation and our joint investigation with the Lloyd's List also have um, uh, produced the result that those ships were never, ever registered in Georgia or had any direct link. And we have also communicated with the Ministry of Justice of Georgia, which is responsible for the incorporation of companies to Georgia's jurisdiction. And we have an official response that none of those companies have ever been uh, registered uh, in Georgia. And this is something that uh, we found out and we have been thankful to to international media that such uh, cases are uh, investigated and then obviously it needs to be uh, reacted upon by the member states. So here 
uh, we uh, can see what is the legal framework where we are where we are in right now. And this is the framework is uh, of course how we can identify these companies and to identify these companies and particular ships. As everybody knows, in the shipping is the IMO number and uh, international maritime organizations, a framework uh, adopted by the member states and with the work of the member states that is there. And this um, uh, identification number, the uh, unique identification number was gallantly uh, used uh, based on the documents that were produced also predominantly in George's case that they have been incorporated here. And when we approached the IHS market, which is SNP, doing the IMO number scheme on behalf of uh, IMO and the member states, they have been instrumental in um, in reacting to our request to delink those companies from Georgia because there's no connection. Because our investigation went as far as going on to particular addresses to see whether okay, we might get a wrong name in the registry. We, we Okay, let's go to the particular addresses and see whether they exist here. So they have not been here and they have ne- never been in, the, in those particular addresses that they were indicating. So their use of the international system was fraudulent. And the IHS market had, had provided uh, us with uh, all the help that was necessary to deal with this situation and to delink all those companies. And we would like to urge, uh, especially the flag states that have been, uh, uh, in this case, legally uh, giving them the rights to fly the particular flags, but uh, the due diligence is to be carried out while checking the documents, the underlying documents before the registration, because it's absolutely crucial that we prevent such cases from happening. And within the IMO and within the legal committee, the IMO has established, uh, as member states have established a working group on the fraudulent registration of ships, because this has been a, another disease that have been crippling the uh, the international maritime community. We have been seeing the uh, the registries that have been emerging, and they have never had any legal links to the particular flag that they have been claiming. And also, for example, the Micronesia case that has denounced its uh, any uh, links to these registries. And those are the registries which are existing on the paper, so they never do an actual work. And um, but these kind of schemes is something that we as member states have to expose and have to talk about it globally in order to prevent them see these things from happening. And it is not, so to say, the particular name or blame game here, but we're talking here about the responsibility of us as member states to find out these things and to fight them. Because it's not the uh, job of, uh, let's say, the IMO uh, uh, or International Maritime Organization, which is us collectively, to go there and check. It's us, the member states, who have to do that due diligence before making a decision on the registration of ships. So global regime can never be, let's say, ideal uh, without any gaps in it. There will always be gaps. The point here, what we are trying to make is that we have to be more responsible as flag states and to see and check what are the practices updated to us as flag states. And in this case, when we found out that there was this connection, it took us just really a day to debunk whole scheme there. And this is something that we want to see in other cases too. Are you discovering a lot of these issues? I mean, how widespread do you feel the problem of these fraudulent registrations is? Well, we have seen that when the first case burst uh, a couple of years ago, then the second case came along, then the third case came along, and the fourth came came along. And sometimes Mm -hmm. those were larger schemes involving a whole registry. 
sometimes there were particular uh, fake registrations, fraudulent registrations. In some cases, there we had uh, fraudulent uh, ship documentation. In some cases, so there are the various scenarios involved in it. So what mm -hmm. we are uh, what we are really trying to do is to create a, a legal framework, international legal framework, where we where we will define what is a fraudulent registration of ships. And IMO and the legal committee have been doing an excellent job on this. Uh, because this is not only the uh, point of uh, evading sanctions here, because this is just one point of uh, larger picture. There we have any, any other illegal businesses that might be affiliated to it. Yeah? So we have illegal mig uh, migration, which might happen. We have the migrant smuggling. We have the, uh, the, the drug trafficking and everything, everything that might be connected to it. So what we have to do is to uh, create a framework where we'll define what is a fraudulent registration of ships what is a fraudulent uh, certificates. And then also to, if we find out that there are, there are any other types of developments to create awareness around them and to try to deal with them legally global on a global level. And here is important that we are, we are going to inform uh, the legal committee and member states officially about the uh, scheme that we have that we have encountered and to start work on an, an on a, yet another output that would also give uh, uh, let's say the legal uh, framework to what we are witnessing right now how widespread it is well we saw the georgia's case we had 10 tankers that were claiming that they were here but they were never here and in um, just uh, in the case yeah. of those 10 tankers, were they sort of confirmed to be involved more in sanctioned transport of sanctioned cargoes? It's rather the, the uh, to that case? yeah, it's rather the area that further investigation has to show. And it's not me for me to speculate uh, whether the particular ships were in this case involved in the sanctions. But the legitimate question is, why would they need to defraud the authorities, use the uh, existing legal scheme to, for, uh, for fraudulently obtaining the IMO numbers for their companies if they did not have any malicious reasons or any bad uh, intentions? And in this case, I can't provide you with the evidence that they have been there. It's the matter of investigation if the particular authorities or the flag states will do so. But facts are clear, and uh, we we have seen that they have used their fraudulent uh, connection to George, which had never been there, and uh, we exposed that particular part of the of the of the scheme. So you've mentioned the sort of this discovery of these schemes, and you next step is to report them to the IMO, who can remove the numbers. But what impact does that have? I mean, presumably these ships, if they're engaged in any sort of activity, legal activity, um, they can still potentially say load in country with sanctioned uh, oil or or whatever the case may be. So what's what's the impact of that removal from the registration? The impact removal of registration of those particular companies, for example, let's say, as I said from the beginning, SNP has helped us to delink the companies from Georgia, so their addresses are now deleted from from international databases. Well, it's dealing with our problem that they had they have no connection to georgia and that georgia is not helping in any way and it's our declared policy by the government of georgia that we do not provide any help for the sanctions evasion and this is something that we are doing on a daily basis and this is uh, as long as georgia is concerned we will ensure that this continues so with regards the effect to the particular ships 
when their companies are exposed that they are not real companies, then the flag states should take action against them uh, to ensure that they are brought uh, into compliance or they are deregistered effectively. But the point here is a bit different because we have one flag state that might be accepting them right now in this situation, and we might have another flag state which will accept an even more dire situation, let's say that without any documentation. Yeah. So the, the point there is uh, uh, whether we as a community, as a member states uh, for the International Maritime Organization, feel that it is our responsibility that we do not allow uh, as states as responsible members of international maritime community that such practices continue. Uh, if particular countries do not accept that responsibility, they will continue to do so. So the effect will be that we have to again trace them and to see whether they have been predominantly using their certification or, 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 or inventing any other scheme. And as pattern shows, our, let's say, the only cure here right now medication for this problem is to um, try to be transparent about them, to talk about the schemes and then make countries aware because it is highly technical business, the maritime. It is uh, uh, requires a lot of expertise to know all the documents that are connected to ships and shipping. And it might be also a need uh, that uh, we need to help particular states or the registries to grow their expertise around these things. So they might not see right now that this is a concern because they don't have an expertise, but if they have a necessary expertise, they will see that they can prevent such problems from happening. And we have a, a, a fantastic opportunities we have within the IMO to such institutions. We have International Maritime Law Institute, which is a, a based in Malta and which is providing a legal uh, experts for member states, and there are numerous uh, scholarships and fellowships available for such trainings. And we have World Maritime University, which is more technical into nature, all all the things that are not legal. So we let's say they're not legal uh, studies, and uh, we have technical side also covered. And IMO as an institution, as a, as a global organization, is doing what it can, but. If we do not have, a, let's say, uh, from our own uh, selves, the uh, decision that we need such expertise, such people to be in our, uh, uh, let's say, um, administrations, then uh, who can help? It's the matter of uh, really the understanding that such things matter. Mm -hmm. um, and so Georgia of course, has a particular interest in the situation in the Black Sea at mm -hmm. the moment. Um, what kind of role is the IMO playing there at the moment? Um, well, as we know from the beginning, uh, the IMO has, um, uh, together with the UN, uh, created the uh, international grain corridors that, that have been uh, there for, for, for uh, the shipment of, uh, safe shipment of Ukrainian grain. Uh, and this has been a very important to ensure that maritime security and safety is, 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 is an environmental protection standards are adhered to. There has been a role of IMO there. But really, it's uh, the uh, matter of uh, us, uh, the member states, again, that uh, such uh, such such uh, responsibility is um, reflected uh, in our daily actions. And um, 
as I said, uh, the IMO as a global regulator has helped to create these corridors and has been instrumental in this way together with the UN. Uh, and us, the member states have been trying to do exactly what we are, we talked about already and what we can do to uh, adhere to these, to these standards and to provide the clear, let's say, the legal framework uh, for, 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 for international shipping community. And that's what we can do as, as, as states on the Black Sea. Um, so I, I want to ask a slightly more specific question about mm-hmm. the role of insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're uh, just over a week now from the EU and the UK uh, sanctions on insurance, reinsurance and, and uh, Russian imports. Um, and I wanted to kind of know what role Georgia as well as the IMO has been played in um, those particular sanctions and especially on insurance and what threat potentially that plays to uh, Georgia or to security generally in the Black Sea um, if you have a rise in, in uninsured vessels. Mm. Um no, we don't have uh, the rising of uninsured vessels uh, because uh, the, the access to the uh, global insurance market uh, uh, is restricted for the sanctioned entities and uh, they not restricted, but rather they don't have an access to the currency that can uh, uh, provide the insurance for their uh, possible, uh, let's say, the claims against them. Um, now, and, 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 and in this particular case, we don't see that rise in Georgia's, uh, ports because as I said, we adhere to the sanctions regimes and uh, any, uh, sanctioned entity is denied, uh, uh, let's say the entry to, uh, Georgia's ports. And it's been our position from the very beginning. What IMO has done, the IMO has provided a legal circular that um, uh, that has uh, uh, made the uh, member countries aware that if we have an insurer insurance company that has uh, cash problems, we have to check uh, whether their, uh, their their certification is valid uh, when we accept uh, them into our ports. Whether their insurer can cover actual costs that might arise when there is a claim against them. And uh, this is this is something that again, as I said, organization itself. Uh, is, 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 is uh, the collection of the member states as again. So I have to underline that. So it's about us, the member states to, uh, assess that situation and to, let's say, the, be, be aware that, uh, insurance, uh, is, um, the particular claim is insured and that we have, uh, an uh, insured uh, ship uh, sailing in, uh, not uninsured and, uh, that, 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 that problems might arise around them. Uh, so, this has been uh, what IMO has done uh, together with the well, the member states have done why IMO, and uh, this is what we'll uh, continue to do. And I uh, hope that one day uh, this uh, uh, will be over and we'll get to normal, and uh, that uh, this kind of things will not affect our daily lives anymore. And um, just to sort of finish, I wanted to ask you this kind of um, look ahead. I believe the next meeting of the legal committee is in March. Mm-hmm. Um, what particular sort of issues are on the agenda for mm-hmm. that meeting? Well, uh, the legal committee, as I said, has particular remit uh, to work in and also the liability uh, and compensation regime. And, uh, and as I said, the fraudulent registration of ships is also very important. And... Um, 
uh, we'll be final finalizing a couple of important points there. Uh, um, and 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 in this case, in this case, uh, as I said, uh, we'll submit a, a document uh, uh, to legal committee uh, that will uh, uh, request. And I hope that the other member states will be supporting the initiative that we'll be working on such scheme that we exposed and uh, that we will prevent them from happening in the future. And um, and the uh, rest of the points uh, are, are just uh, the, the, the traditional points that we have uh, during the uh, committee's uh, work. Uh, as I said, mainly the compensation and liability regimes, and we have uh, the, 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 the abandonment of CIFRs, ILO uh, uh, IMO joint uh, initiatives, and uh, etc. So, but uh, in general, as I said, uh, that the topic that we're concerned today, it is important that uh, when we submit such document beforehand, we will seek the, um, the, the, the support from other member states and also mm -hmm. we'll. Uh, will and, be, um, how broad is that support at the moment? I mean, are those discussions mm -hmm. ongoing? Is there still, you feel, holdouts uh, in terms of people willing to work with those kinds mm -hmm. of uh, registrars? Well, there, there's great interest in tackling this issue. Uh, as I said, as I said, there is already the, the group uh, that is working on the fraudulent registration mm -hmm. of ships, uh, and we have developed the definitions, as I said, uh, the fraudulent registries, the fraudulent certification, et cetera. And the important thing is that we now broaden this and uh, add another output uh, or another, let's say, the point for the, for the discussion to prevent also the, the, the illegal use of IMO, uh, IMO uh, number scheme uh, while we have uh, possibly a, a legal uh, registrations by the flag state. Because this requires a, a little bit uh, more sophisticated approach. We have my, a, a legal registration under the flag, but illegal incorporation of companies that they claim that they are incorporated in particular countries and thus they are getting the IMO numbers. So this is something that we need to uh, see that uh, is prevented. Uh, from happening and that flag states act on that. And we also, we already saw the interest from the member states and we will uh, work on this to, uh, see this initiative taken further. Okay. Ivani, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's all for this episode of Argus's Way to Freight podcast. Uh, many thanks again to Ivani for coming on and thanks to you all for listening.